Welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast, where we unlock the secrets of intuition, self-discovery, and spiritual wisdom. I'm your host, Liz Zamorski, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings, exploring our intuitive language, and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance. Tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fem Genius Podcast. My name is Liz. I am the Fem Genius, and I want to start today's episode by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has listened to episode 20 from last week, The Miracle of Survival, to everyone who has reached out to me either in text or voice message, or just by sending your support, your energy, your comments. I so appreciate it. I will say that it's been very humbling this past week to hear your responses. It breaks my heart how many of you can relate with my story, either in totality or in parts of it. And it also fills me with hope that more and more of us are able to share this connection with each other through our stories. So whether your story has trauma or abuse or questioning or co-creation or whatever in it, just know that chances are you're probably not actually alone. And if you've been taught to that you're alone in order to isolate you and take your power away, I'm just here to say that you're not. Chances are that you're not. And just because you can't always see the support, just know that it's there. That's been one of my biggest lessons on my spiritual journey is that where I was taught that I was alone and that I had nobody in the world that... I've had support the whole time. And sometimes that provides comfort to me. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm like, no, I need another kind of support. I appreciate that there is energy around me showing up, but I'm really going to also need insert whatever it is here. Find those little pockets of support that you can throughout your day or proof that you're supported throughout your day and just watch how things start organizing themselves to show you that. It's that confirmation bias, like when we see 111 a thousand times in a week or when we keep seeing a red car go by because we're attuned to seeing the red car. If you feel like you don't have support, just attuning yourself to the intention of show me support, show me where there's support available to me, you might be surprised. So that's my little nugget for this week. It's so funny when we say nugget as well. I was in the Genius Lab in one of our Tarot Master classes last night, and we were talking about those nuggets of wisdom that come through. And for some reason, I could not get the image of like a six-piece chicken nugget from a fast food place out of my head. And I just kept laughing to myself, like, is that my new icon for, you know, nuggets of wisdom is this like golden six piece chicken nugget. So (laughs) there you go too, if you want to laugh along and have like a funny mental image as we go through this week's episode. It's so interesting because there were so many kind of follow-up ideas or ways, directions that I was being pulled after last week's episode about, you know, what episode 21 would be about. And I just kept feeling like there's a rhythm to life. It's like when we're planning these retreats where you can't just load up every single day. You can't load up every single week. When you look at nature, you know, nature needs time to rest. 
Even a butterfly coming out of its cocoon needs time to dry its wings before it flies. So I'll say that I'm not going to turbo load you just yet. <laughs> I feel like that will come in the future where it's just week after week. like, And then we're going deeper and then we're going deeper. But so this week, so I landed on doing an Aquarius season reading. And I originally said, oh, it's just a reading. But then I was like, no, I have to stop using that language because it's never just a reading. It's so much more than that. It's about what do we need to hear as a collective? What could be helpful for us? What support? There we go. Now it's all coming in. Ding, ding, ding. What support is on offer for us as we move into this next season of life? And Aquarius season is the penultimate sign of the zodiac year. So this is like our nine of cups or our nine of pentacles coming in right before Pisces season, which is going to be the last zodiac sign of the zodiac year before we go into the new astrological year with Aries season in March. So what does all this mean? This means that we're looking at where we come from. It's this call to bearing witness. It's this call to being able to really see what's in front of us without having to be in it. It's this call to being the observer. Aquarius is a fixed air sign. And so this is really that energy of where we're getting the work done. And an air sign is you know, usually associated with logic, thought processes, the ways that we communicate in the world, technology. And so when we look at Aquarius season as a fixed air sign, we're really looking at how are we doing the work of being the observer? How are we doing the work of allowing inspiration to find us? And what are we doing with that? We're not necessarily creating the plan, but we're allowing ourselves to be with the information, to let ourselves kind of parse through all of the data that's coming in, all of this data that's at our fingertips, and then deciding, you know, what do I want to keep? What belongs to my story? What do I want to release? We also had Pluto enter the sign of Aquarius on the same day that the sun entered the sign of Aquarius on January 20th. And this is significant because Pluto goes through each zodiac sign. All of the all of the planets go through each zodiac sign at their own pace. Some are much faster, some take a little time. You know, the sun orbits through the signs about every 30 days or about every 29 days. And the moon goes through the signs about every 28 days. And so the sun and the moon are good examples of faster transits. However, there are planets like Pluto that take around 20 years to move through each sign. And so Pluto has been in Capricorn for the past 20 years. And the sign of Capricorn is all about you know, the material world and how we interact with it. And it can talk about our systems and institutions and especially the financial system or the systems that we're relying upon to create stability in our lives. And when Pluto was there, we were able to really question and break down those systems and really see what was there, what was working for us, what wasn't. And so now as Pluto moves into Aquarius for the next 20 years, it's this time of questioning what are, what's our technology doing for us? How is it supporting us? How are we allowing ourselves to become inspired and make breakthroughs in the ways that we see the world, in the ways that we interact with one another, in the ways that we spread our message, in the ways that we receive messages? So it feels like this next 20 years as Pluto is in Aquarius is significant because it feels like this 
energetically supportive environment for us rethinking the ways that we interact, rethinking the ways that we are in the world, rethinking the ways that we come together as humanity and what we want to do with that energy. So I pulled a five card spread from the Light Seers Tarot by Chris Ann and I asked the question, what do we need to know or what support is on offer for Aquarius season for our highest and greatest good? And this reading is so good. And I'll say that when I did the tarot scopes for January, I felt bad because every tarot scope for every sign, it just felt like, okay, we've got some work to do. And it wasn't my usual kind of high vibe. I mean, it was packed with information that I feel like is helpful. That's always my intention that it's helpful for our healing expansion and wisdom for our highest and greatest good. But I just felt like every reading for the January tarot scopes in the genius lab. I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, this is going to be a toughie or we've got work to do. And so moving into Aquarius season, I haven't yet done the February tarot scopes, but moving into Aquarius season, I'm like, whoo, okay. All of that hard work in Capricorn season in January, it feels like this is the time where we're able to really integrate a lot of the knowledge that we picked up in January, we're able to integrate it into wisdom. We're able to apply it as discernment and wisdom. We're able to see it in the tangible sense in the world around us. And it feels very much like we're sitting on higher ground. Go look up the song, bring me a higher love. I'm not going to sing it here. So this episode doesn't get taken off of Spotify, but that song is playing in my head right now. Always a fun one on a Monday morning, but the cards that came out were the Queen of Pentacles, Five of Wands. I'm going to come back to that one big time. King of Swords, the High Priestess, and the Nine of Pentacles. And so when I look at this spread, I'm immediately like, power, power, power. It feels so good. It feels so grounded. It feels like we're so much in control of the flow of information where we don't feel like we're trying to take a sip from a fire hydrant and just get bulldozed by the flow of data. This is like the anti-doom scroll. This is get your ass off of social media and get yourself out into nature, get yourself into face-to-face interactions with people, get yourself into the experience of living and observing and not just sitting behind a screen, and I'm guilty of it too, but not just sitting behind a screen and scrolling through and consuming what other people tell you is a life worth living or what that looks or feels like. And instead getting to, again, I keep coming back to this phrase, gather the data, gather the data around you of what that actually looks like for you. Being able to say, oh, I thought that I would really enjoy XYZ because I've I get so activated by it when I see it on social media. However, here I am out in the world experiencing it and realizing that ain't for me. Or saying, you know what, I'm gonna do something that I've never seen before and just really slowly take in my surroundings, really enjoy. I keep wanting to come back to slowing down. So I'm gonna say it again. Enjoy slowing down, enjoy enjoy, enjoy, like enjoy the act of being in the world, of being of the world, of being an observer in the world. All of these kind of detachment phrases 
are feeling like they're coming in. So I'm just going to highlight that too. Like really allowing yourself to detach in a healthy way, whatever that looks like for you. What's coming through for me in this essence of detaching in a healthy way is not getting hung up on my judgments or not getting hung up on how it feels like things aren't going my way or not getting hung up on how I would do it differently, but instead just kind of taking a back seat and observing and seeing what little chicken six piece chicken nuggets are coming into my awareness at all times, but not getting overwhelmed by it. It's been coming through for me this past month as well about how we weren't created to take in as much information originally. I know that times have changed and we've become adapted to receiving this much information on a daily basis. But at our core, the ways that we were designed was to live in small generational lineage-based communities where we knew everyone around us. We were called to step into our strength. If you had a green thumb, you know you were the person tending the garden. If you were strong and fast, you were a hunter or a warrior. If you had a really sharp mind, you might be the keeper of the stories. You know, everybody was really utilized for their gifts or seen of how they could be of service or of worth to the group as a whole. And now we're so extended from those villages, from those communities that had, you know, maximum 75 people or 100 people And instead, we're being exposed to the lives of potentially millions of people from all over the world, from all walks of life. And that's such a gift, but it can also be very discombobulating because maybe it's taking time and it's taking more of a toll on our brains, our bodies, our emotions than we even can conceptualize at this point because it's so new. And so I just want to also emphasize that what's coming through is that energy of kind of taking a step back of looking away from the screen, of being able to be really in the world and not be in the world for the sake of sharing it, but being in the world for the sake of experiencing it. So I'm going back to the cards now. (laughs) When the Queen of Pentacles came out, my reaction was, okay, because she's so grounded This is a Capricorn card. So it feels like as we move into Aquarius season, it's not like we're moving into this whole other iteration of this energy and like we're, you know, new month, new me. It's very much saying like what it is that we tapped into. The work that we did in January is a grounding element. It helped us set this foundation, this rhythm, this pace for being able to experience, for being able to gather information, for being able to discern, to be critical of information, to be able to decide what's actually helping us and what might be hindering us, to decide who we want to be in community with, how we want to be working through that. The Queen of Pentacles comes through and it feels like she is sitting there with all the answers in the world at her fingertips and she is in no rush to find them. She is in no rush to see them. She knows that when she needs them, they're there and she can access them. Again, being able to access that seen and unseen support. But she's feeling very abundant. She's feeling very in control. She's feeling very grounded. 
And that really feels like an important message for this month where we're in this air energy and that can feel like sometimes getting swept away. Instead, it's saying, you know, Capricorn season really gave us this gift of how to plant our feet on the ground. I'll tell you that over the past few weeks, I've actually had a lot of focus on my physical feet, on my body, where I've really been caring for my feet in a different way. I've been noticing where I might need a different level of self-care related to my feet. I've been using um, magnesium oil on my feet before going to bed just so I can try to try to fall asleep. I've had a very active sleep cycle for the past few months where every single night I'm having dreams of travel in different ways or the setting is based on travel. Um, I've been having dreams that are just very disruptive to my sleep cycle where I'm waking up multiple times during the night. It's been very hard for me to fall asleep. So I've just had a lot of draw to pay attention to my physical feet and how they connect to the earth and how they connect to my body and how they're a conduit for energy and how they do ground me and how I can send energy out through my feet, how I can receive energy through my feet. And so I'm just inviting you there too. Like that's one iteration of how to pay attention to this grounding energy, maybe put some extra energy onto your feet and whatever that means. And if you're not a foot person, you know, maybe paying attention to what you sit on for most of the day or the shoes you wear or, you know, whatever, insert your own iteration of that there. But it feels like that Queen of Pentacles is extra important this month because we move into the Five of Wands. And I said that I was going to circle back to the Five of Wands. And so here it is. It's so interesting because a lot of people in the Genius Lab, because I see people's card pools every day, the Five of Wands has kind of been popping up a little bit more lately. And we've been allowing ourselves to get into a little bit more of a discussion about the Five of Wands energy because a lot of times the five of wands comes up as, you know, a challenge energy or as a fighting energy or trying to fight your way to the top. And I see the five of wands more in that training energy now where we're seeing people trying, making mistakes, getting messy, working in community with others to find solutions. And so when I see this five of wands with that queen of pentacles, it feels like remember what you bring to the table this month. Remember that your message is worth hearing, that it may inspire something in others, that your observations are valid, and that they may bring a different layer, a different flavor that brings in the solution or that leads to the solution. It's like I'm seeing in my head, you know, some type of field sport, probably football, and where the goal, the goal maker, the goal scorer is so celebrated on the field, but we also celebrate the one who made the assist. I'm talking like I watch sports all the time. You guys, I don't, okay? (laughs) So this is not going to turn into a sports podcast for better or for worse. Um, I can pretty much guarantee you that, but I'm, you know, the door is always open. Um, but it just feels like even if you're not the one at the top of the mountain to remember that the one making the assist makes it possible for the one who's scoring the goal. And so it feels like stay grounded in your ideas, stay connected to your voice because you're helping. You are a support. 
you are supported and you are a support to others. And then we move into the King of Swords and this is ultimate, actually King of Swords and High Priestess came out together. So I want to talk about the two of them together. I didn't know I was going to, but here we are. These are both Aquarius cards where they're really telling us, they're really tapping us into this energy of, I know what I know and how do I apply it to my worldview? How does that help me actually expand how I'm experiencing the world, how I'm taking in information? How can I apply that as usable wisdom in my life? How can I model that to others? And how can I continuously stay grounded in how much I actually know? Because that's something that we discount ourselves for a lot because we're taught to. But how can I stay grounded in this higher essence of what it is I know and what my worldview can offer to myself and others while also staying open to new information coming in, new inspiration, new awakening energy, new connections with my intuition. So those two together, it's like this beautiful balance of what you see with your eyes and what you believe with your heart or what you hear with your heart. And being able to allow both to coexist, especially this month, where you're very rooted in the 3D, in the body, in the material world, in how you're showing up in the material world, but you're also bringing in this extra layer of logic, worldview, and intuition. And that's the triple threat, right? It, I keep using the sports metaphors, but... That's the triple threat is body, mind, and soul, right? Is when we can connect on equal levels or when we can hold equal space for the experience of our body, our mind, and our soul, you know, that's the whole enchilada. And so it feels like if you're ready to sit down to the whole enchilada this month and really be with it and really be available for what the the six-piece chicken nuggets have been crammed into that whole enchilada, um, <laughs> just follow along, you know, just like follow along. But like what nuggets of wisdom are on offer there coming from inside your body, coming from the mind, coming from the soul and letting them all kind of work in concert with each other it's like suddenly hearing all parts of the orchestra come together and you're like, oh, okay. I was listening to just the strings. I was just isolating the woodwinds. I was just listening to the percussion and each one is beautiful in its own right. However, you don't get the full picture until you mix them all together, until you hear how the strings are supporting the woodwinds, how the percussion is supporting the strings, how the woodwinds are supporting the percussion, you know, how they're all working together to create a joyful noise. It feels like that's really on offer this Aquarius season. And as I'm tapping into it, it feels like the tendency is to be overwhelmed or exhausted when we're bringing all of those pieces together. But just remember, you are the very skilled conductor. You can envision, maybe you can't automatically hear what you want it to sound like, but you know the potential is there. And so you're going to show up and be the one, be the observer and be able to say like, okay, we need a little bit more energy from this area, or we need 
you know, the body to be a little bit more quiet right now because we need to hear more from the mind and the soul. You know, those fine tune it, see what's working for you, see what works for you at different times because you may need more of one than the other at different times. So it feels like really being connected with the whole experience is going to help elevate it this Aquarius season. And then the anchor at the end is the nine of pentacles. And I even mentioned that by name in the beginning that like we're in this penultimate zodiac sign of the year. And so starting with that queen of pentacles and ending with the nine of pentacles, it feels like a real connection. It's almost like going back to the basics, going back to the basics of trusting that you are supported, trusting that you are well-resourced for what it is that you're here to do. And I feel like shifting into that mindset is going to be really important and valuable this Aquarius season because remembering that what it is that you need to feel supported is unique to you. And it may not look like what it does for everyone else. So that also feels like another call to kind of pull back from consuming as much of other people's lives and content because we can very quickly start absorbing, oh, I really like what that looks like for that person. I want to adopt that. And that's fine. However, results are not typical. Like we're seeing a snapshot of what may be working for someone or what may be portrayed as working for someone, but we're not seeing, you know, the nuance behind it. We're not seeing the 24 hours. We're seeing a 30 second, very curated snippet of somebody's life, somebody's reality. And when we try to apply that to ourselves, it may not be aligned for us. It may be entertaining. It may look really good. We may be tapping into their feelings of satisfaction, but when we try to apply it to ourselves, we can get frustrated because, you know, it's not lifting off for us or it's not launching for us, but that just may not be the missing piece to your story. That may not be the round peg fitting into your round hole. You may need the square peg, you know? So there's something around looking at what is actually working for you, looking at what it is that you truly need. You know, for me, for so many years, I was consuming this idea that having the job, having the car, having the vacations, having the house, having the deed to all of this, having the power, having this much money in the bank, like that, that was going to fulfill me. And then I got all of those things and I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, this is enjoyable on some level, but actually not really for me, you know, not really. And I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I was very grateful for that experience, but I was also grateful to be able to take that nugget. Uh, I want the vacations, but I don't need the car. I don't need to have the deed to a house. I need a roof over my head and a house full of love. That was my definition of it. And so being able to shift into what I really need is moving my body like just being able to lovingly move my body on a daily basis, being outdoors and breathing fresh air, um, being in the sun as much as I can, being out in the woods as much as I can. Like these are all my definitions of the life that I want in this moment. And so it feels like this month really getting clear, you know, and this is an ongoing process, but really getting clear on like, what's enough for me? What's satisfying for me? I know that that may not pay the bills, 
But tapping into that energy can create a new channel. It can create a new connection with what satisfaction, what joy, what happiness is available for you. And creating that connection is more powerful than I think we even know. So this is the main message for Aquarius season. I hope that you have a wonderful month ahead. I'm here for you if you need support. Definitely come join us in the Genius Lab. I We still have spaces for our Bali trip, Evolve, in April. We would love to see you there. I am so appreciative for all of your support, like I said in the beginning. And until next time, stay grounded, stay magical, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Fem Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.